This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Regardless whoever wins the White House, we are facing serious geopolitical and economic challenges that could lead to the next great financial crisis. You need a recognized safe haven asset for your portfolio and IRA, and that asset is gold. Call Goldline and add physical gold to your portfolio or IRA at 800-913-GOLD. Goldline, been helping people diversify their portfolio with gold for over 55 years. Rated A-plus by the BDP. Read Goldline's important risk information, but do it now, because crazy times are coming 800-913-GOLD 800-913-GOLD Glenn Beck The Blaze Radio Network Hello America Welcome to Glenn It's Monday It's the Think Tank Tomorrow is uh, history and, and who are we doing on his story tomorrow? Do you know? Oh, we're doing the White City aren't we? Tomorrow's history I don't recommend you watch it with the small kids It is a fantastic history for you and then the first, what you saw last week on the vault was kind of the pilot episode. Um, this one is on which one? Do you know? What is it? Disney and the Nazi. Oh, Disney and the Nazi. <laughs> really great episode. History like nobody else will tell them tomorrow and on Wednesday on The Blaze. Today, think tank. And man, do we have a lot to talk about. Ted Cruz uh, was on the uh, program today. Um, to uh, explain his um, endorsement for Donald Trump. To say it didn't go well, I think, is an understatement. I haven't talked to anybody yet who has listened to it, so I don't know how anybody else perceived it. Everybody's just kind of walking around me, just looking at the floor when, when Ted Cruz's name comes up. So I'm anxious to hear what you thought about it, what the rest of the team thought about it today. Because I also kind of blew a gasket after that. If you missed it, it's on the radio show. Just go to theblaze.com um, uh, slash TV and, and listen to it. Or glenbeck.com will have it. And, and listen to it. it is, it's worth hearing. We have that. We also have the debates coming up. And we have my brain trust, my think tank, ready to talk about all of it and more. Come on. Hello, America. Um, hi, guys. I am so anxious to hear um, your thoughts of the second hour of radio today. Everybody hear it? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm anxious to hear what your thoughts were on and what Ted Cruz said, how he handled it. Um, and uh, there, were, there, there, there was one place in particular, and I'm not going to say what it was, because um, I'm not going to violate confidential conversations, um, but there was one place where um, I blew, about blew a gasket because I, uh, I, I know what was being said was not true. And for the first time, Ted Cruz became a politician to me. And it really bothered me. And I don't know if anybody picked up on it. I don't know if anybody heard anything. But uh, I want to talk about that. First, let's, I guess we start with the debates. Yeah. Um, I think this is, I think this is um, Trump's to lose. Anybody disagree with that? No, no I, I think it's like WWF. I'm pretty excited about this tonight. 
Are you really? I am, actually. I think it's going to be one we have never seen before. Nothing like it. But isn't it the battle to the bottom of the barrel? Oh, yeah, yes. totally. I mean, I, I, don't like, I, don't like any, I don't like either of them. Yeah. And I don't know what... I, don't, I'm, I'm not, I guess I'm not cheering anybody on for the first time in my life. Well, most people watching tonight already have their minds made up. Uh, they were probably going to set a record. The biggest audience was, what, 65 million? That was uh, the 2008 debate, I think. So we're probably going to surpass that, but then this debate is going to have more people already decided watching it. Do you think it really is going to... Do you guys hear a fervor to go out and watch the debate tonight? I do. I know a lot of yeah. people are going yeah. out to watch it. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's going to be much more tame than people are expecting. I think people are expecting big fireworks and Trump insults, but I think Trump is going to hopefully tone things down, and we'll see what Hillary I'm hoping does. at one point he looks at Hillary and just says, you're fired, just, just to bring you're it all fired. back. I, um, I, I don't know. You've been watching closer yeah. um, on how they're prepping. Do you believe that Donald Trump is not prepping? Uh, I think he's doing a form of prep. Okay, so everything we're, everything we're getting in the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, is from campaign sources. So they could be just feeding us what they want us yes, to think. correct. They could be planting stories. Um, but from what we assume to know, he's doing, like last Sunday he did a five-hour session. But he's not doing the, the, the full mock-up with an opponent, which could be dangerous if he's not practicing with another person. From uh, the Wall Street Journal's reporting, they were, his advisors were lobbying questions at him and getting him to respond for five hours, which is a step in the right direction. But um, anybody who's done debate before knows it, you want to practice with an opponent. Because uh, Bowie has this great story about the, the dynamics of debating a woman. Yeah, there's a really interesting article in Time about the difficulties that men face when they're debating a woman, just because no one likes to see a woman be hit. But debates are basically people throwing punches and getting hit and sometimes throwing out insults. And so, um, so for example, this article references um, the vice presidential debate between George H.W. Bush and uh, Geraldine Ferraro. So we have that. Do you know what saw it? Yeah, it's sought to. Here we go. Let me help you with the difference, Ms. Ferraro, between Iran and the embassy in Lebanon. Iran, we were held by a foreign government. In, in, in Lebanon, you had a wanton terrorist action where the government opposed it. Congresswoman Ferraro. Let me just say, first of all, that I almost resent Vice President Bush, your patronizing attitude that you have to teach me about foreign policy. So just that one statement alone, let me help you figure out the difference between these two things. Between two men, I don't think anyone would ever look at that and think anything of it. If she says that tonight, which she could very well say that tonight, it won't won't be taken as a bad thing. No. Yeah. And so um, it's just it'll be interesting to see how much Trump tones back just based on the fact that Hillary is a woman. But is I mean, is Hillary, I mean, I hate to say this, can we think out loud in the safety tree here? Uh-huh. Is Hillary really even perceived as that anymore? Not, not, that well, she's yeah. not, not that she's not a woman or anything else, but, I mean, you just see her as a politician. Right. She also plays the woman card so much that... It's overkill. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah she's just she, a politician. I think she plays it too much, but the media will still say, oh, my goodness, he's prejudiced against women, or, oh, my goodness, he's a chauvinist. But everybody's expecting that. Does that... Does, yeah. 
I don't I, know what works it, anymore and what yes, doesn't work anymore. No, I think it works. I mean, I, I completely think it works. My son is, was in debate in high school, and one of the rounds he lost was just the girls who he was debating against saying, you're just saying that because you're a chauvinist. I mean, literally, and he <laughs> lost that round because there, there's no way for a man to come back against that and not be perceived. And it did a, work with Carly Fiorina during the primaries when Trump openly insulted her right to her face, and because she's a woman, she's able to hit back so hard, and that skyrocketed Carly's and campaign. And he looks foolish. Exactly. His response was... You know, basically, I'd sleep with you now, Carly, you're so hot. I mean, it was, like, <laughs> disturbing. The and way another he... thing that Boo's article said was, one of the quotes was, nobody likes to see a man invading a woman's personal space. So, like, when they first go on and they shake hands. So, like, one of the, the New York Times wrote an article regarding the Al Gore and uh, Bush prep whenever they were in the 2000s when they debated. And so one of the things that Al Gore wanted to come off was, like, he wanted to implement himself as the alpha of the two because everyone knew that Bush was not, didn't know anything. About, like, he wasn't considered smart. Like, he didn't look that smart. That was the perception. Yeah, that was the perception. There's a big yeah. difference in that, which is, I think we could probably see in this debate, was that you could tell Gore hated yeah. Bush. I mean, he couldn't do, I mean, every time Bush opened his mouth, Gore was like rolling his eyes, or he had this it, look have, on his face. We have that, we have that sound right there. Here, it should be sought one. For every new dollar that I propose for spending on health care, Governor Bush spends three dollars for a tax cut for the wealthiest one percent. So now, <laughs> for every dollar that I propose to spend on education, he spends five dollars on a tax cut for the wealthiest 1%. Those are very clear differences. On the man's practicing fuzzy math again, there's differences. That's what the question in this campaign is about. It's not only what's your philosophy and what's your position on issues, but can you get things done? I remember that. That was a death knell. Yeah. That was a death knell. But you remember who did that also? To Hillary yeah. Clinton was, uh, what was his name? He was running for the Senate in, in New York. Rick Lazio. remember? And he walked around yeah. the podium and he walked up to her end of his career because yeah. he was threatening her. I think what Sarah said is right. We don't like to see, I mean, that's per- perceived as you know, being a front, an affront to women. Another thing about that debate, though, prep, is, like, you, we're talking about all this, like, leaked information that's coming out about debate preps. I mean, that's kind of like releasing your war strategy before you invade another country. Yes, yeah. I, don't, I don't buy any of that crap. No, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. It's like, and, like, and, and that, during that debate, Bush had been secretly planning for that since, like, yeah, months like, in advance. Yeah, it was, like, April. And everyone thought that he was just going to get trounced, yeah. but it didn't happen. I just, yeah, which makes me, I'm wondering, like, is, was Trump doing the same thing? Like, I know that they're saying that he yeah. hasn't been doing anything, but I'm curious to see, That's like, what I think. Oh, no, don't get me there for a second. Roger Ailes. People don't understand. They hear the name Roger Ailes. I learned under Roger Ailes for almost two years, and I learned too much. I learned too much. Um, Things I wish I could unlearn. Um, People look at him as, oh, he's just the guy who, you know, brought Fox News. No, he's not. He is one of the most powerful political figures of our lifetimes, maybe of the last 100 years Maybe since pain, I'm not sure. He is brilliant. And I can see Roger Ailes in everything that is happening in this campaign. And, and I talked about it on radio today. He's the last person he really saved 
and got elected was Ronald Reagan. Now, he, he helped Nixon get elected. He helped Nixon get reelected. He helped Reagan get elected. George H.W. Bush and George W. Bush he helped get elected. Um, the one that everybody um, should pay attention to is the way he got Reagan in, elected. And I know this because I heard it from him. He, was ju- he just got his head handed to him by Jimmy Carter in the first debate. And it's because Jimmy Carter got wrapped up in the farm bill. And Reagan said, I mean, uh, Ailes said to Reagan, I've got good news and I've got bad news. The good news is um, people like you. The bad news is you're getting your ass kicked by that guy. But you can solve it. And here's how. People like liked Reagan for five reasons. And I don't remember what the five were that he laid out, but his optimism, that he believed in, in, in a return of an idyllic America, that he believed in the American people, etc., etc. He said, so he brings up a farm bill, and you're getting into these subsidies. One of the reasons why they don't like that is because they think they like you because you believe the government is the problem. So all you have to do is say, you know what, you're talking all this gobbledygook, and all I know about the farm bill is farmers know how to grow things. Government doesn't. Leave the farmers alone. You can sit here, and this is the problem. You can sit here and spout all these numbers, but farmers know it's not getting better for them. So he didn't really have to have any of the facts at his disposal. As Roger told him, you only have to remember the five reasons why people like you. And for the first time, I've seen this in my lifetime now with somebody else, and it is Donald Trump. People like him, it's his policies don't matter. Nobody's talking about the Trump tax plan. Nobody's talking about the Trump anything. They like the fact that he is going to make America great again. They like the fact that um, he doesn't take bull crap off of anybody. He likes the fact that he's strong for America overseas, and he's strong against ISIS. Even though he hasn't laid out a plan, it doesn't matter. And they, the, the last thing they love about him is he's not a politician like Hillary. He's not Hillary Clinton. So if he's smart, tonight all he has to say is when she gets into whatever, you know what, Hillary? That's exactly why people don't want to vote for you. Yeah. Because they're so tired of hearing that kind of doublespeak from the American people. And quite honestly, why he'll never say this, but why like a boob like me could be on the, on the stage with you. Yeah. Yes, you have all the experience, but nobody cares anymore because it, it doesn't mean anything. That's the kind of advice I'm guessing Roger Ailes is giving him, and that advice will make him president of the United States. I agree. It doesn't. I, I just read an article about how there's. It's really a global phenomenon, and everywhere it's happening everywhere. everywhere. From Brexit to, to yeah. Europe to ev- everywhere, yeah. and it's the establishment versus the angry. Yeah. All he has to do is show that she's the establishment, and this is why you need to be angry. That's all he has to do. Uh, who, who's re- hang on just a second. Who's reading about Dugan? Yeah. Who's reading about Dugan? Okay, you are. You are. Um, everybody should be on this staff. Everybody should be reading about Alexander Dugan, and there is one book called something like Why the American Empire Should Be Destroyed or something. And it is a, it's a study on what Dugan is saying. And you see, it's not just his words, it's also what it all means and who's playing it all around the world. And it shows why it's happening all over the world. 
And it is this one mentality that everybody has is, this is failing, it doesn't work, you're lying to me. It's quite honestly why Ted Cruz is in trouble, in my opinion. Why this is going to backfire on him big time. Because were you lying to me then, or are you lying to me now for political reasons? Oh, the 12-year-old, the political expert, needs to correct me. Well, I, I, it's just that Reagan and Carter only had one debate. The first debate was Reagan and John B. Anderson, and Carter didn't show up. And What were you, four? I hadn't been... No! Oh, oh, oh. Agonizing. You're agonizing. Whatever. Later. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, I want to hear... What you thought of Trump this weekend and specifically today, what he said on the program. Cruz? Cruz? Or Cruz, yeah. Cruz. Thank you. Who wants to so start? You, do you want to play a clip? Let's play a clip of it. Uh, yeah, we have a clip from your radio show if you want to. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Here it is. In case what you missed I it. said in Cleveland and what I would say today is the same thing. You, you should follow your conscience. And, and I believe what I, what I laid out in, in Cleveland was don't stay home. Come out and vote. Vote your conscience and vote for candidates you trust to defend freedom and defend the Constitution. And what I was trying to do at Cleveland was lay out a path to uniting Republicans and lay out a path to winning. And in particular, I was saying to the Trump campaign, this is how you earn my vote, and and I believe how you earn the vote of other conservatives. You defend freedom and defend the Constitution. This is about principles and ideas. Uh, That's the test I'm applying. Uh, what I do know is that Hillary Clinton fails that test profoundly. Well, but I we've said known that, that in Cleveland, and I think it is even yeah. more clear today. We've known that, we've known that for uh, you know 25 years, um, yeah. and nothing. Hillary Clinton has done nothing to change your mind um, or mine that she is uh, fit to be president of the United States. However, this weekend you wouldn't answer the question if Donald Trump was fit to be president of the United States. What I said is this is a binary choice. Uh, I wish it were not a binary choice. As you know, I tried very, very hard, as did you, uh, to prevent it from being a binary choice between Hillary and Donald Trump. Uh, and, And I think it is fair to say there was no other Republican candidate who left more on the field and did more to stop Donald from being the nominee than, than I did, but, but the voters made a different decision. And, and you have to respect the democratic process, even if you may not be terribly happy with the outcome. And given the binary choice on so, any so a man, so, so a man, I just want to make sure I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So a man who has principles, who says, I will, I, there are lines I will not cross. Um, it's still a binary choice. So a man who you cannot come on and say, yes, Glenn, he is fit to be president of the United States. I still am encouraged by you to abandon my principles and vote because it's a binary choice? You are encouraged by me to do what you believe is right and honorable in principle. Can somebody tell me... What the hell he's even talking about? <laughs> Could somebody just explain really quick to me? I might be naive on this, but what did he mean by binary? Um, a binary, uh, one or a zero, Hillary or Trump. That's it. 
One or the other. One yeah. or the only, other. There's that's only it. two choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah two it. choices. That's it. Yeah. So um, uh, to help me out what he was saying, because I was in a, I was in a circle here. I was in a, wait a minute, I'm, endor- I'm, t- I'm endorsing him and telling you, you should vote. Well, wait, because it's a binary choice. Wait a minute. So if I have principles, you told me before you should vote your conscience. So you're now telling me I should vote for him. Well, no, I'm saying that you should vote your conscience. No, you just said to vote for him. Is this, is this just a word game that's hanging me up and doesn't bother anybody else? It bothers me. I think he was like definitely given these specific talking points to make sure that he can still make a stance and say, I still did the right thing at the convention. And, this, and he just like weaved it around to say, I'm still saying the same thing now. But he's he, not saying the but same he's thing. Not. From what I understand, he is still saying, vote your conscience. But to him, his conscience has changed. Right. Yeah, but that's not. Then that is, that, that's what I'm saying. Look, I'm saying I'm not going to vote for Donald Trump. But I support you if you vote for Donald Trump. What he's saying is, I am voting for Donald Trump, and I urge you now, based on what I'm telling you, to vote for him too. That's not vote your conscience. That's not. That's, I got some extra information. And I asked him in the interview, Mm -hmm. what is the extra information? What what do you know now? And if he did have some, don't you wish he would have shared that? Yeah, he does. I mean, I just was begging him, please tell us what that extra information may be. I mean, the only thing he shared was was the Supreme Court Court list. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and that's not an extra. That's not extra. And that That is bullcrap. Because he said that this time, like, Trump has publicly promised. And he kept saying publicly promised. He did last time. But he did last time. When does that ever matter when it comes to a politician? I mean, Hillary has publicly promised she never sent classified information. We all know that's now false. So why, right. what's and he, changed? And beyond that, it's still, you're, you're still, even the great Ronald Reagan, you're probably a Supreme Court justice. What are your odds? If you're a baseball player, you'd be lucky to hit 500 yeah. with the way the odds are. Even Ronald Reagan appointing, it always goes the other way. So you're still, to base it just on the Supreme Court where Ronald Reagan will get it wrong half the time, doesn't make sense. And then to say, I trust you, with what new information? You said he was a sociopathic liar. What's the new information? He also used to say that Hillary and Trump were just the same side of one coin. So. Yes. Caleb and I were talking about it earlier. Like he is the first time that we really heard he, he's playing politics. Like first time. Politician. First time. But the, the one caveat I would add to that is, I think... Because you said this on Radio Today, you're like, this is the first time I've, I've seen him play politics. I think he's always been playing politics. But the, the difference, he's always been calculating. I don't think he's any less principled than he was before. He's, he's making a strategic decision. He's like, I have to move the ball down the court. I have to do this right now. Now, we can disagree or agree with it, but I don't think, he, I think, He's one of the very few people in Washington who you can be like, let me give you the benefit of the doubt right here. Because he's, it, become, he's become Rand Paul to me. Yes. Not I no longer give him the benefit yeah. of the doubt. You sold out to Mitch McConnell. And I do think he sacrificed his principles here. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he, has, he has calculated along the way. Let's keep Donald Trump close. And then, you know, and, and then keep your enemies close. I mean, he was calculating on that. He was being a politician. But there's a difference between making a political calculation 
and doing something that violates your principles. And I personally think, I mean, you heard it. What do you think? Well, I you were there with me at yes. every speech and, and every, every inside conversation. At every second along the way during his, during his campaign. And uh, there was no one I came to believe in more yep, than Ted too. Cruz. And I, I have to say, I can't know for sure if he's violated his principles because no matter how many speeches he gives, I do not know the inside of his principles. I can't know yeah. them. So I can only know if I violate mine. I know that if I vote for Trump, I have to twist my principles so far off the course of where they are that I am no longer the person I used to be. And what was good is evil, and what was evil is good. And I can't do that. Now, perhaps he did not have the principles that I imposed upon Ted. You were in... Because I believed they were something... Ellen, you and I were in those conversations in the last days that were agonizing do, yes they were agonizing so do i believe do i believe he violated them i do i cannot know for his, sure right his his Sorry. conscience he was he either violating them then or he's violating them now at least the ones i believed he had so how do you th- does anybody believed. see this as a win for him i don't i don't know no. he's completely just destroyed what he's branded himself on as a politician, which is I'm not a politician and I will tell the American people something and I won't violate that in order to get ahead in Washington. And he's I done apo- that now. I apologized to those people who said all along, he's just a smarmy politician. He's just like everybody else. And I've been saying, no, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. I apologized to them on the air today and saying, you're right. You're right. Now, to what level? He's, I don't think he's Donald Trump. But he has, he has become at least Rand Paul. And I rejected Rand Paul. Rand is still my friend. I still think he's a great senator. I still, but I'm not going to go out of my way. You can way. never trust him again Correct. the way you did in the past. And I that won't turn mean, my back on Rand and Paul, and I mean, won't turn my back on, right. on Ted They're still great politicians. Yes. But they're great politicians. politicians. So looking at this um, with Ted Cruz... And then we, we want to jump back into the debates and some other things. Reince Priebus or Texas? I think it was the Texas GOP that put the screws to him. I think he's... Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz wants to run for president again. Uh, the first step before that is making sure he re- wins re-election here in Texas. And he doesn't want to spend too much money doing that. So he's trying to hold off a Senate primary in two years. Uh, so he's making the decision, I do this... I, I don't get the Trump people upset, and I don't have to face a primary. I win re-election, and then I can run for president again. I talked to some big money people this weekend, um, and last weekend too. Really big Texas money, GOP money. None of them will throw in for Ted anymore. And that was, that was before and after this weekend. I don't know, I mean, unless they just say we're not going to primary you, where is he going to, you know, where, where, where's this coming from? Where's this coming but from? Just like Pat said on your show this morning, the big money people say, I'll never support this person, or you have to support this person. Yeah, just like the, the politicians, they change yeah, their and mind. Yeah, and all the big money said they wouldn't yeah. support Trump. Of course, is the big money supporting Trump? The, the Mercer family is. They were the originally backed Ted Cruz in the primary. Right, the Mercer That's, family is, but you haven't seen the big, huge no, checkbooks. No. The, 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 Bush, the Bush network, the Romney network are on the sidelines this that's, and that's pretty significant. Well, speaking of the big money supporting Trump, uh, 
the investigators are starting to come out and take a look at some of uh, Russia, or Trump's Russia oh, connections. That's crazy. Um, so Carter Page, we even talked about him oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in some of your stuff before. Scary guy. We looked at him a while back, including Manafort and some other guys. Mm-hmm. Carter Page is interesting because he just recently had a meeting with two um, Russian officials that have very close ties with Vladimir Putin. They also have close ties with the FSB, which is not really being reported. Wait, you need to explain, before we go any further, what's happened last week with the FSB. People need to understand (laughs) there is something very scary that has just happened um, in Russia. This this completely blew my mind. So, and again, this kind of flew under the radar, too. But so there, it's the surveillance state within Russia is very, very confusing. There's two different types of uh, foreign intelligence and domestic intelligence. C- compare FBI and CIA. FBI or is NSA. like FBI is like the Russian FSB. They do internal, you know, security. Um, CIA over in Russia is the SVR. They're the ones that do foreign intelligence. They go out just like the CIA. Well, Putin is combining them. He's saying you are no longer the FSB. You are no longer the SVR. I'm making some. I'm combining you together and making one big, you know, massive intelligence organization. Which it used to be, if I'm not mistaken, that used to be the KGB. Isn't that the way they operated? It used to be the KGB. So why wouldn't, he would, why wouldn't he just call it the KGB? Well, instead of calling it the KGB, he's calling it the Ministry of State Security, <laughs> which hasn't existed in, since, since the Stalin era. The Stalin era. These are the secret police, the closest thing to the Stasi, Gestapo, the SS. Th- that's what they were. They were responsible for millions of deaths. Why would Putin... Can you imagine if we had that history of rounding people up and killing 20 million people under the Department of Homeland Security? Why, in, in, on God's green earth, would a, a president say, oh, by the way, I'm starting this new thing and nothing to worry about here. I'm calling it the Department of Homeland Security. Forget that they killed 20 million people about 40 years ago. That he's doing that, sending a message to the people yeah. of Russia. Oh, his own people. That's his right. own people. That was one of the main goals of the Ministry of State Security was to round up instigators or you know, people that were like, doing protests and like, going against the government within the own, their own country. The we generation. It's, I, I tell you what, and Carter Page, <laughs> the Trump guy, he was meeting with two of these guys. Uh, the main you know guy, what they were meeting about? It wasn't really. It wasn't really stated. I, it's, Carter Page is just a weird individual. Like he's not even really that involved. It doesn't seem with the Trump campaign. We, when we first investigated him, wasn't Carter Page the guy who was brokering the deals for Gazprom, or yes. supposedly brokering the that's deals for Gazprom? That's what he said. But that's not what's happening. Yeah. It looks like now that's not what he's doing over there. And so far, nobody can get a handle or a finger on the pulse of what he is actually doing. Is, am I have this right? Exactly right. I, it, it appears that somehow Carter Page slipped in and somehow got involved with the Trump campaign, somehow. Like, he's not direct. I don't even think he's directly involved. I just think the moment that Trump put his name on there, it was good for this guy who's an investor. He, you know, he, he's an investor in Russia. So I think it benefits him more than it benefits anybody else. Mm. I think he's a wannabe. I think he's a... I don't, even, I don't even really think he's legit. I just think he's benefiting off of being in Trump circles. But so, it's, what, so what is to keep our Department of Homeland Security from becoming the same thing? They've just said we have to take over elections, right? The Homeland Security Office just yes. said we should be taking over elections. And they said we, we need to combine the efforts of the CIA and FBI. I mean, what, <laughs> what keeps us from becoming that. The Constitution of the United States. I know, so, I, so I'm asking that question again. Right. Based on where we are, what keeps us from becoming nothing. that? Nothing. Nothing. 
Did anybody hear my rant today? I mean, it must have been intense because, uh, because I had one of the camera guys bring me a glass of water afterwards. <laughs> said, I think you need this. Did you guys hear that rant today? Yeah. Was it too much? Yeah, maybe a little bit. It was a little, yeah. it was a little intense. I but it was strong. Hot. I mean, you had... haven't been that hot in a long time. Yeah. The difference is, and this is where, we have, where I have dropped the ball. I am not. I am not. Um, anti-Trump, anti-Hillary. I am pro the American idea. And we keep looking at America as a country, as a government, even the Constitution. We keep looking at these things, oh, well, our founders and this and that, our culture. No, it's not. It's none of those things. It is simply an idea that man should be able to rule himself that man should be able to help his neighbor, that man should be free from government intrusion in all aspects of his life. We've lost that. We have lost that. We're now just battling over who gets the stuff. When We're a family that is divorced or in the middle of a divorce, and right now we are fighting over who gets the kids. It's Angelina Jolie and, and Brad Pitt. If Brad Pitt is an unfit father because he yells at the kids, then I am too. And so was my parents. And so were probably many of yours when you're like, I don't want to hear it anymore. Get it done. I don't yell at my kids all the time, but there are times that you yell at your kids. If that makes me an unfit father, well, then we're in trouble. And what happens is people go into divorce and they just start battling over stuff and the kids to punish the other side. And they don't realize they've lost the family. You've lost the kids. Both of you have lost the kids. And that's what we're doing. We've lost the idea of the American idea that, that is our family. And we're arguing over who gets the stuff. It's over. Two really exciting history episodes this week. His story happens tomorrow. Uh, I don't recommend you watch it with the kids, um, maybe the older kids. My 13-year-old will be fine. My 10-year-old will be freaked out of her mind. It is the story on the White City, which is the Chicago World's Fair. We thought we would um, continue the Tesla Edison story, kind of, with that. And then um, a great story, Walt Disney and the Nazi on Wednesday... Uh, from the vault. Some really exciting stuff coming up this week. Also, Stu has a new premiere, and I want to just bring him in here for a second and introduce him as the only guy who really hacks me off because of his willpower. We did a show. <laughs> we did a show, what was it, a month ago with all of us together, and we oh. all looked at ourselves and looked at old footage and went, my gosh, I've gotten fat. Mm-hmm. You did that, and you lost weight, and the rest of us gained weight. Thank I did. Uh, that show was the worst moment of my life. Uh, oh, what a blessed life you lead. Uh, I know. It's actually been pretty sweet. But that was terrible. I mean, I'm just looking at our old footage. Because yeah. not only are we getting fat, but we're getting old. And um, fat. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. And that was actually what you said. You said, uh, I'm old, I'm fat, and it's never going to get any better than this. <laughs> uh, and I was like, crap, he's right. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, let's talk, before we get into the uh, setup for Wonderful World of Stew, 
There are other presidential candidates that JP has been tracking. I mean, really, Glenn, I noticed how sad and how depressing this whole weekend was, so I decided to pull together some of the other candidates for you. Okay, good, good. There have been a few that dropped out. I'll get to those here in a little bit. But a couple of them are Kermit the Frog is still in the race. Oh, good. Seriously? Seriously. If you go to FEC, uh, the government website, you can actually see thousands of names of I have found random people. I have found my write-in candidate right there. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know. It ain't easy there's, being green. There's, there's more. There's more. Right. I don't know. Does, does everyone remember the cape guy from Seinfeld? Anybody? No, the cape guy. You don't guy? remember that? No. It, well, anyways, yeah, camera guys do. Uh, he's still running for, for uh, the president. Now, a couple other ones are coffee and donuts. <laughs> Can't go wrong there. Yep, we um, haven't made this into a, a mockery at all. No, not at all. <laughs> well, what, get, what gets really bad is the FEC actually goes through these names, yeah. and they you know, find out if they're legit or not. And obviously, they have found a lot of them are not. Well, not like coffee and donuts? No, I, or, or actually Vladimir Putin is on there also running oh. for the United States Why not? President. We already knew he was anyway, right? Yeah. Yes, right. exactly. We <laughs> were debating tonight. But, um, <laughs> some of the ones that FEC has gone after and are now sending letters out to, a couple of them are Buddy the Elf is no longer in the running. Oh, oh. Yeah. Um, Mickey the Mouse also. Mickey the Mouse. The Mouse. Yeah. Right. Not yes. Mickey Mouse. That no, way you weren't Mickey sued by Disney. <laughs> um, Rocky Balboa has been dropped as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had to stop his campaign, which is really sad. And Still Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren's out? Kylo Ren is out. Are you sure? I thought he was on the Padlet Republican I'm sure. Ticket. It's actually uh, Starkiller Base is what the address is under Kylo Ren. So okay. They actually mailed it to him. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So that's it's kind of depressing. But, hey, we still have Vladimir Putin. And then who is the other one? Uh, Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un is still on there. Yeah. So. Oh, good. Perfect. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> you, you actually have the premiere of Wonderful World of Stew. And, by the way, we're going to watch. Are we watching the debate tonight live? Yeah. yeah Facebook yeah, Live. Into it. Yeah, watch Facebook that. Live. yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, there's one candidate you didn't mention, which is uh, one I think everyone should look into, is Charunda Fox. Ooh. Uh, Charunda uh, is running. Uh, she's from Michigan, and she's a legitimate person running for president. Um, her big uh, platform appears to be that she will give $5 trillion of reparations uh, for slavery. I want to have her on the air. She see, and, and that this will help the economy because people will be spending five trillion new dollars. So obviously, <laughs> she works for the Fed now, right? I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so we should have her on. She'd be great, and yeah, she's and great. she's a legit candidate and is far wow. away onto like as a write-in in something like forty states or something. Oh my god! Wow. Um, so it's kind of exciting. Um, but I, I, I was kind of inspired by your Glenn um, uh, interest in history. You've been obviously been doing this for a long time. We, mm-hmm. we have a long. Uh, history fact, of history. History of history. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times I think you focus on things that get overlooked uh, mm-hmm. by normal um, uh, history shows. Mm-hmm. Everyone talks about Abraham Lincoln and you know, Ronald bloody, Reagan, bloody, blah, bloody. blah, blah, right. blah, blah, yeah. blah. <laughs> Sometimes you need to look at the lesser people who mm-hmm. have run and for president, and people might not know as much. So we put together a little, it's a little, little bit of a different spin on history than the way you do it, mm-hmm. uh, but we put together something on the other presidents people don't talk about. This is from the wonderful world of Stu, which premieres, the season premiere is Friday. Watch. Revised Scholastic Films presents The Other Presidents of the United States. Whenever you hear lists of the greatest presidents in the history of the United States, you'll often hear names like Jefferson, Washington, Reagan, Lincoln, and Kennedy. But you've heard these tales. It's time we look at the other presidents of the United States. These presidents were to greatness as Hydrox are to sandwich cookies. 
In other words, generally inferior and frequently stale. When you think of the most excellent leaders this country has ever elevated to the office of president, you first think of Chester A. Arthur, John Tyler, and of course, William Howard Taft. Arthur was hated, Taft was fat, and who even knew that Tyler was actually president? Did you? Then there was Andrew Johnson, who couldn't even grab onto Abraham Lincoln's coattails. Martin Van Buren was short, and pretty much the first president to not have money or a beer with his face on it. And William Henry Harrison died a month after taking office from a cold. Millard Fillmore opposed Lincoln in the Civil War. Zachary Taylor was an evil warmonger. And Franklin Pierce wanted to buy Cuba. I mean, really, who wants it? There was Calvin Coolidge, who was sworn into office by his dad. Rutherford B. Hayes, who threw out all the liquor at the White House. And Gerald Ford, who fell down a lot. Lyndon Johnson built the Vietnam War into what it became. And Herbert Hoover lost more jobs than any president since, well, since Herbert Hoover. And James Garfield was named after a cat who starred in a crappy Jennifer Love Hewitt movie. But all of these presidents can hang their hats on one fact. The fact that at least they weren't Jimmy Carter. Something Jimmy Carter still aspires to to this day. And that's the truth behind the other U.S. presidents. Good evening. The television and radio stations of the United States and their affiliated stations are proud to provide facilities for a discussion of issues in the current political campaign by the two major candidates for the presidency. The candidates need no introduction. The Republican candidate, Vice President Richard M. Nixon, and the Democratic candidate, Senator John F. Kennedy. Uh, it, it was anniversary today. How many years? Fifty-six years. Fifty-six yeah. years. Um, the first televised debate, and we know that Nixon didn't want to wear makeup, and uh, Kennedy was rested in tan, even though he looked pretty sepia there. Uh, right. and, uh, and everybody said that Nixon won on radio, and Kennedy won on television. Hmm. Who's going to win tonight? Ugh. I mean, really, it's, it's, it's Trump's to lose. It's I think it is, too. I, I think Trump will. No, it's the American people's to lose. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> no, the American people are the loser tonight, but who wins tonight? Trump. Yeah, Trump? I'm going with Trump. Trump. Yeah, I, I, th I think Hillary's not going to be able to hide her disdain and her utter revulsion for him. I, I think that he'll be able to pull that out of her so easy, just like Gore with Bush, I think. Yeah, she'll have that superior attitude. And even though he has a, a far superior attitude oh, on yes. everything... Yes. He, he will look more like the people, yeah. and she's going to look horrible. Yeah. I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to say Hillary. He can't Hillary's help himself, and he's going to trip over. I agree. And yeah. say I something really? Else. I think wow. Hillary will win. I think Ooh. she's going to be better prepared for tonight. Three. Three. Yeah. You think better prepared means anything? Substance means anything? No, and she's going to be better prepared to deal with him, uh, and she's going to have the moment. Does she, does she blow up? Or does he blow up? Is she able to get under his skin? I think so. I you think saw what we talked about this last week, yeah. what Ruby and Cruz almost did to him. Yeah. And then yeah. they're like, and John Kasich, and they ruined the moment. We're asking the wrong question. 
She has to stand up there for 90 minutes. There's no way she's going to be able to do that. The real question is, <laughs> you she pass this? out up there on stage. That is, can you believe that the, the, there's a no coughing rule? I mean, a, a no uh, coughing break? Are you yeah, serious? so if yeah. she starts coughing, what happens? They keep going. They actually instituted a then no Trump coughing wins. break. Yeah. She starts yeah. coughing. Might, never she has mind. no time to read. If, she, if she's coughing, they don't break. You just keep going. This is a legitimate wow. concern. Seriously, some that, kind of medical issue. I'm actually, it would seem l- ludicrous and ridiculous. If before, it happens, but... she's done. Yeah, yeah. it's over. Yeah. She's Definitely. done. Yep. Is, she, is she allowed to use cough drops? Oh, I think so. She probably has it a little bit. And, of and you, will see, you will see on the Drudge Report that she had like a cough drop in her ear and she was taking, <laughs> she was taking stuff from space aliens. Uh, okay, you want to take us out on our prayer, Nathan? Go ahead. Dear Lord, we just, we thank you for this country and all the opportunities that it affords. Um, We love it. It's a privilege to to live here, but we're concerned for it. And and even as we we joke, uh, we just pray for your mercy, uh, your love to somehow abound here, that you would give wisdom to whoever wins, that you would bless this country, protect it, and... We thank you for your grace and, and your continued blessing on, on this country. And we thank you for your love and forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 From Think Tank, good night, America. Regardless whoever wins the White House, we are facing serious geopolitical and economic challenges that could lead to the next great financial crisis. You need a recognized safe haven asset for your portfolio and IRA, and that asset is gold. Call Goldline and add physical gold to your portfolio or IRA at 800-913-GOLD. Goldline, been helping people diversify their portfolio with gold for over 55 years. Rated A-plus by the BDB. Read Goldline's important risk information, but do it now, because crazy times are coming 800-913-GOLD 800-913-GOLD